What's up, friends and professionals? Welcome to another episode of the Modeling Podcast, Season 3. I'm bringing you, oh, a, a treat today. Number one, this is going to get to radical places and you're going to enjoy it. But Chris Ross is joining today as an entrepreneur and investor, TV, radio personality. But before all that, before he was a podcaster that dropped the win-win effect and had 2 million views in the first year, you know, this guy climbed the charts, became a, a top 1% salesperson, um, developed two nationally accredited sales business programs, sold those, huge entrepreneur career, tons of great stories. And as you're focusing in, or if you're following along for season three, we're talking about stories, stories that inspire, stories that motivate, stories that teach us lessons, stories that relate to what you're dealing with every single day as a mortgage professional. How do you push through tough times? How do you deal with adversity? How do you take on the burden of what you're trying to do and drive to the success and the career heights you're capable of? And so with that, let's bring on Chris and have a radical show. Again, brother, good to see you. We're doing a little WandaVision intro thing, so we're building through the decades. Um, Dude, that was dope, man. I liked the fedora. That was great, man. He looks like you should be in London, man. That was that was pretty. That was pretty cool. You just needed one of those smoky pipes. Dude, I'm feeling you, man. Um, so, for those of you that are just tuning in live today, you don't know Chris and I actually pre-recorded a podcast yesterday. Mm -hmm on how to do podcasting. And that's coming out in a little bit. So that was wild. So him and I've been rapping two days in a row, which is sweet. Um, but Chris, dude, I love your story. I love the trajectory you've been on. I love everything about what you give back to the community. And so today, thanks for joining, obviously, for this season and talking about stories. Um, you have a radical story. You have radical stories. Mm, um, I feel like but, I lived a couple different lives. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how the hell I'm still alive, but yeah, it's cool. <laughs> so here's where I want to start. And then I know we're going to jump to radical places. Um, but, uh, I mentioned this in the introduction, you know, you launched this incredible podcast, the win-win effect, 2 million mm -hmm. downloads, it kind of launched a whole new trajectory of your career. Right. Um, but before that, you know, there's all this stuff that happened in your life before that mm -hmm. moment. And obviously there's all this stuff that's going to happen in the future. Um, but can we go back a little bit, um, share the story about how you became this top 1% sales guy, share the story about how you mm -hmm. created these programs, what it was about. Um, because what I loved hearing about it when you and I've talked organically offline is, you know, you just approached it with a different mindset on how you approach this field. And I think it's super relevant to mortgage salespeople too. So back it up and share what happened in that whole space. Sure. Um, I'm probably military. I served in the United States Navy for five years, um, proudly, and came back with, of course, they give you a GI Bill and so give you a little bit of college money. So I traded my, I guess you would say, uh, well-being <laughs> to yeah. for college. Because, you know, back in the day, when we were young and not kidding anymore, that was the rest of the development little... Um, reference. <laughs> yes. For those out there a little older. They so understand. back in the day, we we're young and I kidding more. We had to, the only way to really make it in this world is to obviously get education, right? Yeah. So, and go to college. Well, my parents, you know, great parents, um, they were, did the best they could. They gave me everything that I potentially would have needed to build a, build a good life and a quality life and living by really good principles and morals. Um, but when I went to the military, got out of the military, I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. Yeah. I just know I didn't want to do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it wasn't like I didn't enjoy it. It was, I didn't want to re-enlist. If I was going to do eight, I was going to do 20. So I was yeah. like, do I really want to invest? I think I've got what I needed from this. Um, and it, you know, what's funny is the honor, courage, commitment, core values of the United States Navy. And I built my life around that, you know, yeah. that's not a slogan. That's a, yeah. that's real life. Like you commitment, you so, say you know, honoring within yourself, yeah. um, courage, you having the courage to do, something that where people are telling you, you can't do shit. Right. So, and that's, that's difficult for most people. And, and especially, and I relate that to entrepreneurship. There's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that are trying to make it in this world and they're getting punched in the face. Yeah. And, and why they're getting punched in the face or allowing themselves to get punched in the face. and don't realize they're recreating the same stuff. Well, again, fast forward a little bit. When I went to education, trade school sales, yeah. that's completely different. Than normal sales, okay? Yes. They don't even they don't even call the department sales. They call it emissions. <coughs> okay. So I learned how to do sales and by just reading energy, and yes. I just had an uncanny ability to be able to ask powerful questions to get to force you indirectly to make a decision. This is what this what is in the best interest of you, short term, long term. I. I was blowing people out. Like normally what a campus would do online or on, I guess, on site, 
they would do like around 70 enrollments. I was doing 80 to 90 enrollments myself. Yeah. So Chris, back this up because right, like mortgage people, and this is a so translative into our industry. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. You get stuck in the same questions. You get stuck in the same like, well, you know, and I loved your approach to this. You came at this, whether intentionally or just organically with a different way to ask questions and a different way to engage. Do you remember what some of the questions you would ask? <laughs> yes. Right from the beginning. I still remember in Ulitsa, Colonel Meyer, if you're listening to this, I love her to death. <laughs> she was my director of admissions for the first trade school that I was enrolling students into. I went in for an interview and she goes, will you shut up enough to be able to make it happen? That's what she said to me. No joke. She gave me a script and I was like, this is bullshit. I don't want to read this. <laughs> yes. I said, so if yes. I do it my way and I do it morally and ethically, I don't need to read this, right? She was cool with it. So what I did is I used my own ability and my, just a way, like, um, I grew up in a, an Italian family. My grandfather, he was very comical. I'm talking about very comical man, but he wasn't comical around his wife and my granny, right? But oh, yeah. we go into a barber shop and he would hit you with one liners right off the cuff. He's like, what's up, big time? You know, and he would just say whatever he wanted to say. And that's what I did on the phone because my job was to call students, prospective students, get their attention. And I know that, hey, this is Chris calling from blah, 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 trade school. That's not going to get their like, attention. No hang up. So I was like, well, I'm not going to make all these dials and the leads suck. So what do I do? I went to the mall. I went to, I went to the, I was, a. Here's, I'm telling you, I am a natural born hustler and I've been Bro. hustling my whole life. So if the leads aren't working, you're not working. You don't know what you're doing just yet. Well, I cut my teeth on just having a normal conversation. Yes. And it, it, granted, it was a good thing, but the programs inside of that trade school, they pretty much had anything. Mm. I still remember that one of the pivotal moments in my career, I knew I was onto something massive. When I got on a phone and I was asking questions, like she was from Jersey. She yep. moved down to South Carolina. She was, you know, I was asking a lot of questions. She goes, so what do you do for a living? She's like, I'm a stripper. I didn't even blink. I didn't hesitate. I didn't blink. No. I didn't do anything. I just kept going. Dude, I ended up enrolling. The best way to enroll people or the best way to sell someone is selling through them to everybody they know. Mm. She brought me the every girl in the strip club for the aesthetics program. And that's what they wouldn't want to do anyway. So, yeah. I mean, just hook them up. Like you're giving, them a, you're giving them a way to start making money before mm-hmm. they go to college or you know, surgical technology, medical assisting. But when, once I started learning how to train it, and then I started studying the psychology books, how the human brain worked. I thought it was nuts. It's like something, I don't do anything you do. Nothing you do. I don't do any of that stuff. I was enrolling people by packs, like group enrollments. <laughs> They're investing 50, 70K. So then I did that for about four years. Yeah. Became, man, it was it was powerful. It started like I was a hot commodity, bro. Like they just wanted to know how to do this. And I started enrolling students and teaching people how to do it morally and ethically to get them to the outcome they were looking for short-term, long-term. And then it's all about future pacing. If I can future pace and have you visualize from my words that I'm using and painting that brush, you can see what your life could be like. And then I'm going to, then I'm going to paint the brush and I'm going to paint that picture for what your life is going to look like when you tell me no. Dude. So, okay. So there's a lot of more professionals, even like myself back in the glory days, which are taught through scripting. Yeah. Here's the script book. You know, and and there's a lot of people that have gotten through that now, but it's so crazy to watch your story of being like, yeah, I'm not reading this. I'm I'm gonna do I, this my own way. I refused, and just coming in. But that's that's a huge lesson. That's a huge story for people to understand. Because I'm assuming as you were learning your own way, there was interesting things that happened. Maybe it didn't work the way you thought. Maybe you said something like, oh, that didn't work, and then you kind of had to figure out your voice in this. Mm-hmm. I did. Well, you you start fine tuning your approach. Mm. I mean, because what works for you is not going to work for everybody. I love like, that. So if, I, so if I'm call, if I'm calling somebody on the phone, they have unique, special talents and experiences, and they come from different places in the world. Me going into the military is one of the best decisions I ever made in my life because I come from Charleston, South Carolina, and I went. I, I started meeting people all around the world, and that kind of opened up my eyes to there's so much out here. You got people in the United States that don't ever leave their state. They think their state's a country. Yeah. Do you see my, you know what I mean? So when yeah. you start asking questions, you, I'm just a naturally curious individual. So I'm going to keep asking questions and I want to understand why and what, why your brain is working the way it, it is and why you think this way. And if I change the way you think, I can change the way you do everything. 
Bro, I hope everybody heard that. And I want to hammer it home because in, in lending this, everyone's the, the normal thing for a customer is what's your rate? What's your rate? What's your fees? How, what, what's the deal? What's the deal? And there's loan officers that get flustered by that. They jump, they do, oh, here's my rate. And they do. But what Chris is expounding upon it, whether you're, I don't care what you're in, what type of thing you're selling is you, he, this guy, Chris, you're immediately going deeper with somebody. You're immediately yeah, I don't going give deeper. you the, I don't give you the Sunday school stuff. No, We're going, going in. right down. Yeah. Which right. is for, such a cool yeah. message. Right. Well, like, and sometimes people won't allow you to get deep with them. Well, so you how do you deal with that? That that's perfect. Well, you start asking questions and asking permission to go deeper. Oh, yeah. Ask permission. I ask permission to even have a conversation with someone. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, do you have 15 minutes? No. Like, would you like to invest five minutes of your time to learn something you've never learned before? They're like, what? I'm, this is a trade school. I'm talking about this. I was using these questions. When I was just in, I wasn't making any commission. And then when I st when Facebook bought Instagram and took off, I was a hot, it was a hot commodity overnight, bro. Like all these people wanted me to line sales, marketing, operation, fulfillment, because trade schools are different. Mm -hmm. You, the only way for them to keep their accreditation, they need to have a pass and review over 90%. Mm. That means go through the program, yep. get placed into a job. Okay. When they get placed into a job, you have to keep your credit. So you have fast ways. You have all this government, you know, student funding and whatnot. They have to utilize. So if I put them in a wrong program and they didn't go get a job, guess what? Yeah. That's a reflection on how well I did my job. Yeah. So when I looked at it in more of a bigger picture, I was looking at it more of a three to five year plan for them. And when, when I started training that, because they're thinking about, I just need to enroll this person into school. Yeah. No, I'm enrolling you through that. I'm, I'm setting you up for your career. Some of these people I still talk to that I enrolled them into a, a program. How did and you deal with somebody who didn't right. want to go down that path with you? How'd you deal with a customer who's like, I, I, I don't. Uh, I put I you on a never be successful list. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, have a, I do have a folder. No shit. <laughs> I do have a folder on my desk. It says ass clown. <laughs> I mean, do you ever seen someone like a kid cry at Toys R Us? Like lay on the ground and throw a tinder tantrum, Lose like it. oh my god! And then they wake up for a second, they go, and then they realize the person is going to give them the toy. Like I've never seen someone fight off success as much as that, you know, in those conversations. But I don't. I'm not going to recreate negative energy. I'm only going to leave them on a positive note. Like it's cool. Like I get it. You like you like driving a Honda Civic. You like you know sleeping next to your, you know, I guess plus heavy whatever girlfriend you have or whatever that, if that brings you happiness, that's fine. But you're telling me that you're not happy with your life mm -hmm. and I'm giving you solutions, potential solutions, and you're not willing to maybe look at it in a different way. And that's, and it's, it's upsetting and it's, uh, I'm sorry, but guess what? My phone number is still this number. When you wake up, I got you and I leave them up. And then that's how I see, keep creating positive stuff. A, a sales, a normal salesperson would do at that time was like, oh man, that lead sucks. This lead sucks. Well, you're just not asking the right questions. Oh, dude, I love that perspective. Ask the That's... right questions. Ask dude. the right questions. You give me a hundred leads of the shitty leads you have, and I guarantee mm -hmm. you I'll enroll them. Guarantee you. Guarantee There's you. So many more people that need to hear that mindset. That that that's a mindset, Chris. That's that is not uh that that is not a strategy. That's you coming into every situation being like, nah, I'm gonna figure out you're not asking the right questions. There's a, there's there's a what's that whole thing? Have you seen that joke of the uh Horse manure and the kid, the giant pile of horse manure in the kids' room. <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, why are you so stoked? There's just a pile of shit. She's like, if that much crap, there's a horse in there somewhere. There's got to be. <laughs> there's got to be something in there. Well, here's another thing the way to look at something, okay? Yeah. Sometimes in life, when you're having conversations and things do work out, ask what, like, what was the moment mm. in this process that made you go, I can't wait to do this. I'm going to do this no matter what. What was that moment like? I learned everything just through trial and error. Well, so and let it, me ask I, you this in terms of stories. So you're sure. going down this path. You're doing it your own way. Mm -hmm. You know, you. Uh, by the way, we're, we're getting a crap is a great fertilizer up here. From yeah, great talk. We're getting the, uh, we all need a plan. Russ is right. It's like a list, the never be successful list. Like <laughs> dude, everyone's resonating. Chris, it's so true. Say. It's so true though, man. Like you, you're always going to be in the same situation over and over and over. So, so you decide to do your own thing. You're going to script your own way. You're going to talk your own way. When did you know? Was there a moment, an a, 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 a impact, a, a scenario, a conversation where you were like, oh, this is work. This is going to go big. This is going to work. I, I, this is it. They used to give it. I, can't, I still think it's called Tiger Tracks. 
they yeah. used to give these awards like um, nationally awards. I mean, yeah. this is a big, huge, this is a major corporation. Okay. Yeah. So this wasn't like a small like trade school. Like this is tied into some major stuff. Yeah. I used they had the thing called tire tracks, and I would get these little plaques, like not plaques, but pieces of paper, stupid shit, right? And you would put them up in your cubicle. Well, I I didn't have any room. Because there are just too many tiger tracks everywhere. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know where to put it. Can we put some in your? Can we put some in your? <laughs> yes, I was born this way. I was crazy, but well, some would say crazy. I just think everybody else is. So when you go look at when you're looking at a cubicle, like I'm like I would even knock on people like the ones that were trying to enroll students. I'm like, can I put this here? Maybe. <laughs> and then yeah. it would start to give. Then they started giving you trophies. <laughs> So I would make, and I started enrolling people. Then obviously went to a director and moved to Texas, and and this that actually really helps. I got away from my surroundings. Um, I really started focusing on my career, more of a bigger picture. Um, they started giving you trophies. So when I started enrolling people in a, in the school, have you ever seen that John Gruden commercial where he's sitting at the desk and he's got a Super Bowl ring on, and then someone said something and he disagreed and he he stamped it on, he stamped it oh. on his desk. He's like, yes. "Why should I do?" And I was like, go polish my trophies, you know? So anyways. Um, okay, wait, hold on. You know, I got to sounds... go here. I got to go here on this. Sure. One. This, this, is, this is straight talk brought this up. And I need to do this because, Chris, you've had tons of success. You, you've checked so many boxes. You've done so many cool things. If anybody looks it up, they're like, oh, wow, this guy's doing it. Um, and then there's the born this way comment. And I want you to go in on this because <laughs> there's nature, there's nurture. There is born this way. There's, there's people that are born certain ways to view life. But um, I also believe that there's massive amounts of hard work that goes into it. The harder you work, the yes. luckier you get. You know, so let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, um, sure. How do you I, answer? Like, if Chris is like, "Oh, you're just born this way, Chris." Like, I can't do what you do. Like, you're just well, you're just magical. So, how do you how do you answer that? That's um. I, I would hear that a lot. They they would think that I was doing something unethical, like I was paying them to come to a meeting. Absolutely. Or, you know what I mean? Oh, dude, when you that's get successful, first, people are like, "You're cheating." That's the first thing they're going to say to you. They're like, "He's got to be cheating. He's got to be sleeping with the students or something." <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, he's got to be Bro, doing my, my something dad, unethical. My dad was right. in mortgage lending for thirty mm-hmm. years, and when I before I got in, and the second I hit my stride and started getting really successful, it was like, "Well, he must be getting all the business from his dad." Ah, yeah, they're, they're it's their own. They they don't. That's what they call you lucky. It's lucky. And that's a limiting belief that they're projecting onto to make themselves okay with their negative bullshit results. Okay. So when I would tell people, don't emulate my results, don't try. It's not the pro it's not even the process. This is my process. Yeah. You need to develop your own process. Mm-hmm. Can you give me, can you write me a script? No, I don't know what the hell I'm going to say when I ask the questions, I don't know what I'm going to say, but yeah. I do have a framework. The framework was called the idea approach. Introduction, you can't go back after the introduction, right? You can only introduce no. yourself once. You got discovery, and inside that discovery, I'm tying in emotion to that. And I do not leave these two areas until I set the appointment. Mm. And we're at the next point of contact. It's the same process, but I'm going to ask the, enough questions to get the information that I'm going to need to know there's, there's nothing that is going to stop them. Nothing going to stop them. The only thing that's going to stop them is them, and I can help them do it. And even after when I would enroll them into programs, I would still work. I see them in the campus, bro. I'm like, yes. hey, man, how's it going? How's it going? How's it yes. going? Like, talk to me. Talk to me. And I still would obviously help them with their own mindset. And I was still working out my own stuff. And then when by the time I went to entrepreneurship, and that first year was a monster. And I mm. did apps. I mean, I come from making around like oh, 300-ish, like what, about 100 to 30 when I was one of the last positions. I still remember to the day, I'm sitting in Vegas, went from Vegas to San Diego, and I was smoking a cigar with some of the major players when it comes to, and they're called internet marketers now, but mm. they get lead gen for education. They're like, you know, you should do, you should start your own business. And I'm like, doing what? And they were like this. And then I started realizing how much money they were making. I was like, what? I said, how much do you make? You made a million last month. That's what you said, right? Yes, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Sign me up. All right. So, and that was a level of fear. I remember calling my father on San Diego and told him I was going to quit my job and I was going to become an entrepreneur and I was going to do contracts. He told me I was an idiot. Yeah. You're an idiot. And he still calls me an idiot, but it's all good. Uh, I love him to death. But it's that first year in entrepreneurship, I learned tons. But I was making a lot of money, but then I had a lot of holes in my ship. Mm. It's like where I said, how can I leverage? Then after that first year, I started my own natural ability and talents. I reached out to a financial guy, one of the best in the game. I was like, 
I will sell for you for free. You don't have to pay me commission. Teach me finance. Teach me how to structure deals. And he was happy. I made him more money in that first three months than it would have probably cost for me to mint, you know, obviously ask yep. for mentorship. Yep. I didn't have the financial means to do it, bro. Mm -hmm. So when that took off, I never paid myself a commission ever again. Never. Commissions build my built my companies. Yep. I what I structured deals was I went to a company and set up, I had over 120 something contracts. When I would set up the contract, they would pay me a retainer. I want the retainer, that's what I paid myself. Mm. Then after all these contracts, you start making, you know, obviously really good mm -hmm. amount of money. When you start doing really well for yourself, what do you do with it? You don't sit at the shit that in the bank. Yep. You start reinvesting. So I only paid myself for the last seven years. I've only paid myself 20% of what I've earned passive income. Mm. I pay myself once a year, right after taxes. Once a year. Mm. And that allows me, and I, every morning at 9 a.m., I get a financial report. How much liquid I have available to be able to potentially invest. And I have a list of companies and a list of things that I can invest into. But not just investing with financial means, also time and energy. And that's where I get sort of getting all these ideas. I'm like, why am I not doing this? Why am so I not? Funny. I said, why am I not building something? So that's another thing with the trade schools. Education took a huge dive when Facebook mm. bought Instagram because all these internet marketers were doing lead gen, went yep. online. Yeah, it changed it all. Yep. It changed the game. So you've seen a huge dive in education. Well, all these people are making money. And I'm not talking about the ones that sit on a damn yacht and whatever. Hey, you can make this. And I'm, I'm, I didn't work with those clowns. I'm talking about working with people who are actually doing something and changing lives. Then you get into the self-help space, personal mm -hmm. development. These people are great speakers, but they are not business people. <clears throat> Some of them at least. Yep. And I, when I started learning how to align my processes within these corporations, they were just giving me a blueprint to a billion dollar company. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to build these two programs. It's my goodbye to education for them to teach them how to sell. And then went to the podcasting. And then it's, you know, but this, you know, it's, it all sounds great, right? Dude, it's all, but, yeah, it does. Dude, it was sitting, I was sitting in my, I still remember the times, bro, sitting in my boxers with a wife beater on at 4.30 a.m. going, I'm about to lose it all. Okay, so yeah, let's unpack that because this is, and we were joking about this on the podcast. Um, right, show. right, yeah. Like everything on socials uh, is rose-colored glasses, dude. Everything's like, oh, it's amazing. It's perfect. It's, you know, it killed it. Um, and no one wants to talk about the time that they're sitting at 4.30 in their boxers in a white beater being like, I'm, mm. I'm at the end. Right. Um, so share some experiences or stories from that time. What, what did you do? How'd you deal with that? That's real. I have a hard time of asking for help. Okay. By the way, that's, that's not, you're not alone, dude. I know, but what I'm saying is mine is like intensified because I, it's a level of trust there yeah. that I would have to have. Because here's the problem with uh, even I see a lot of entrepreneurs that end up jumping out of windows because they don't know how to deal with them themselves. Mm. And with the biggest transformation that I ever made in my life was a couple different pivotal moments is when I really started eating my own dog food. I felt like my flu mm. game was better than 99% of people out there because my results spoke yeah. for itself. I didn't have yeah, to tell like, people I was good at what I did. You see my, you see my awards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you, you see that. I mean, you think that was an accident. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what people don't understand, but sitting there at 4 30 AM in boxers and a white beater going, I don't know what the hell I'm doing with my life. I need to level up. Mm. So I start learning and I learned through observation mm. what not to do. Then I, you know, reading books is just part of it, bro. If yeah. you don't implement anything, you're just going to sit there and just be a lifelong learner. What is it? Bla um, Bradley calls them success zombies. Yeah. I see these ass clowns going to every event, not knowing anything. Bro, and they're mind blown on Clubhouse. I'm here to serve. You're only here to serve from what you're trying to sell. If you do it without <laughs> trying to make a money on what you're trying to do, then that's going to be level of impact. Like, I don't have to make money doing like selling. But if you put me next to you on a phone, there's a good chance there's going to be some transactions happen. And those transactions that they'll go, it's the fear of missing out. People yeah. don't want to miss out on something. So speak to what they're going to miss, not what they're going to get. Ooh, I like that. That's a good if you, if you right speak there. to what they're going, what they're going to get. <laughs> now they're going to contemplate the benefits and features of how it pertains to their life, short term, long term. Yeah. I'm going to give you what you're not going to get and by a normal salesperson. I'm going to bring you heat. Mm. So what are the levels of heat? What are the three components of heat? Think about this for a second. 
and bringing fire. So catching something on fire. Look at the fire triangle. Okay, yep, I'm there. You have heat. Mm-hmm. Have to have heat. Have to have oxygen. And you have to have fuel. Those three ingredients are different for every individual, and I'm going to identify what those are. And by the time you leave me, I'm going to make an impact. So with me not asking for help and sitting there at 4:30 a.m. going, "What am I doing with my life?" Yeah, this isn't working out. I knew mentally I couldn't go back. Yeah, to going and trading my time for money, I couldn't. So I had to hold myself accountable. So I started reaching out to people and brokering deals. When mm. I started brokering deals, I was like, "Well, I don't want to sell for." companies started building corporations, sort of building people underneath me. When I yeah. got to a certain point, what I did is I structured a contract, pay me 200K up front. From that 200K up front, I'm not going to touch it for three months, but I'm going to take, that's where I'm going to invest my time and energy into something and figuring out how I'm going to map out this alignment. And this is where I met a lot of people out there. They called themselves successful just because they buy an article on Forbes. You ain't shit. Because I'm <laughs> telling you, because I, I'm telling you, bro, I'm telling you, I get involved with some of these people and some of the bigger names out there that you think is successful and you hear them on Clubhouse sounding all the same. They're not really successful. I went to their financials. They're not making any money for nine months. I'm like, how the hell did you do? Oh, I made money in crypto. Oh, you're one of those. Okay, got it. So you're you're not, come on, man. Like, don't pretend, bro. So, (laughs) and this wasn't a bro, it was a girl. So when you're looking at it, UK, all right, you pay me 200K up front. Once I get, once I have everything aligned, I'm going to set up my company. I'm going to set up, the salespeople set up the organization, set up the set up the protocol, and most of these companies never had a protocol ever in their life. Then they go, okay, so what do we do now? I'm like, oh, you don't owe me. That was just for the first three months. Now I'm going to take ten percent off of everything that's sold within this organization for the mm-hmm. next three years yep. because the level of impact that I have is a three to five year window. Yep. Because you'll you'll move on to other things. The, the, the world evolves, right? That's yep. we're having this conversation. The world's going to evolve. The world's going to change. So. When you get to that certain point, then I will set up a call center. And this is how, this is my little. I learned this from. I can't mention the person's name, but I'll tell you what. This guy has closed more deals than anybody I've ever seen in my life, and he's probably done. He probably does around three to four million a month. No joke. No joke. This guy is massive. So when you're looking at this overall, I would set up a call center. Organize that, and then I would buy media packs, dumping into that because I was making, I was investing in myself. Yep. I made ten percent on everything sold, and then also me brokering a deal. Because here's what happens with people that don't want to pay their salespeople. Okay. Yeah. You're shooting yourself in the foot. I paid the salespeople. I would structure their deals for them because they couldn't negotiate it. One level of confidence or understanding of the game. You're paying them twenty percent. You're paying them twenty percent. Anything sold over ten k, you're paying them thirty. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what? That's insane. I'm going to pay my salespeople 5%. I'm like, well, that's why you're there. That's this one. <laughs> right? Yeah. This is why you're always going to be in this bucket. Yep. I'm trying to get to the bucket where I don't want to be viewed as successful. I want to be unknown. Like Those are the ones that create wealth. The ones that really pull strings. And you don't know who they are. Like the, You got the, the top 10 richest people in the world. Those aren't the richest people in the world. Those are the ones that they sign up on Forbes. And you want to see that they're successful. Like there's people out there in this world right now, and I've rubbed elbows with. There are some serious, serious entrepreneurs. Yeah. And they and most entrepreneurs that I do meet in that type of way, you either you get it through a silver spoon, but no one gave me a shot of a of that in my life. But then more of those come from nothing. Yep. And it's not about what you say; it's what you do. What you do, like act, like actually execute. <laughs> execute. So yeah. I want, okay. When, when people would ask me to come in for a job and I was actually interviewing people and I taught them how to do it, I was saying, listen, what is the last big problem that you've solved? Yeah. And how that's a definition of true success to, for, to, to me is how well can you overcome adversity and fire? If you can respond in fire and chaos, you're now on my team. Well, so Chris, let me ask you this, because everybody that I've talked to that has been successful has had hardship. Oh, yeah. Period. period. I mean, comes you, with it, bro. Dude, absolutely. And so in the in the themes of of storytelling and, and kind of the on brand for this this season, um, what what have you come through that has been formative? What experience have you had, uh, event, story that that was um, a piece in your life that you had to deal with that was that was different, difficult? There's a couple different ones. Um, my older sister, um, when she was 
I was born. I was born into a wonderful family. And the reason I'm going to circle back on even go about this for farther. Um, she was born handicapped. Okay. And I was placed in a crib as an infant and learned how to communicate intuitively before I spoke my first word. Okay. Um, and when you have an uncanny ability to be able to really gauge what the person wants, I made up my business, Alec, mm. to know what you wanted without you telling me, and I'm going to drop it in the conversation. So I'm telling you this because when she passed away, I looked at it as a gift. But I was a, what I was doing at 15 years old when she passed away, when I was 15 going in 16, I ran away. I was running, been running away my whole life. Mm. I can go to, I went to the military, um, secretly wanting to kind of like die. I was born picking one of the hardest jobs. Like, I don't care. Go through survivor's guilt. Go, to, go through the grief, right? Yeah. Go through survivor's guilt. When yeah. I got to a certain point, then... I got into education, but I was, I just felt like, man, I couldn't live a, a, a like a fulfilled life because I couldn't feel. Mm. I wouldn't allow myself to feel. And that was a problem. Fast forward, let's see, 17 more years mm -hmm. or so. Yeah. My daughter was born. And when my daughter was born, it's the first time I cried of joy. First time. And then spiraled out of control 14 days later, she was taken out of my life. <laughs> and when she was taken out of my life, it wasn't by, you know, she's okay. But it's like, obviously, when you go through a journey of success and you don't have the right people around you, there's sometimes in life, there's people around you wanting, secretly wanting you to fail. And they might be sleeping right next to you. And, <laughs> and next thing you know, you're exposed. So, however, it's been a long journey. At that time, that moment was the biggest moment in my life. I had I had a choice. All the money in the world is not going to fix this damn problem. I'm telling you, I would trade it all away. But 611, well, 12 days now, 612 days, I made one of the hardest decisions. I was forced to eat my own dog food. And from that dog food, 1%, <laughs> I live and die by this rule. 1%. Yeah, break this up. I love this. Share so, it. So 1%, let's go into this. What's 1%? of 24 hours. Think about everybody. 14.4 minutes. If you invest 14.4 minutes, you'll end up having, I think it's 87, 87 more, 87.7, I think hours Yeah. or so, yeah. right? A year. Then you have three, three <coughs> days, 16 hours. Mm -hmm. And that's just dealing with your own shit. Yep. So my first 15 minutes of every day, Alone time. I, I wake up, roll out of bed, no phone, no technology goes in there because we're salespeople, right? So what happens no, with salespeople? You're going to take long. that shit all day, all freaking day long. But I was never alone in my own thoughts because it was a scary place. Mm. Your, your thoughts can be dangerous or they can be wonderful. The problem is you have to get through all the baggage. So when I started really working on myself and investing that time, this is this that's just my own thoughts. Yeah. And this is where all the, and I started cleaning all this stuff out. So right when you wake up in the morning is where the frontal lobe and people don't understand about the human brain, the frontal lobe and the conscious unconscious part of your brain. So when you start waking up, that's the closest you're going to get to your subconscious mind. Oh. So what you, and I just enjoy the show yep. and I'm not going to force it. I'm not just, I'm not going to try to think of anything if my mind, okay, this is, this is powerful stuff. Um, what is it? Jordan Peterson. Oh. He talks a lot about this. Love that guy. It's a strengthening muscle of holding your attention. Where you're strengthening your muscles, not where you're losing attention, is where you put yourself back in a situation to stop thinking about something. You can't control your thoughts. You can direct them. Or, so if you're directing those to a positive outlet, you can transform your life. And I was already, I was, dude, I was viewed as one of the best in the game at what I did yeah. for a living. And I was walking around, I felt like I was walking around going, I got a big pink elephant behind me and I can't, I can't talk about that damn thing yeah. because now I'm going to be viewed as weak. Oh, dude, that's a, yeah, absolutely. There are so many people I know like that. Absolutely. And this, is, and this is how some of the best and like best in the game end up killing themselves. Yeah. I, I had nowhere to run, bro. The world pandemic happened. Jeez. I had yeah. nowhere to run, bro. I couldn't go to Charleston. I couldn't go. I don't, I don't drink. I haven't drank in over it would be seven years, six years. And couldn't go to a bar. 
couldn't go get, you know, whatever, couldn't go and communicate with somebody. I'm in a country. I don't even know anybody other than people that we were connected to in my previous relationship. I, here's the moment in my life. And it was going through this transformation. I started learning a lot about myself. And when I was going through it, I was like, oh, there's the pattern. See, Mm -hmm. problems are only, and I'm telling you, they're only subconscious patterns that need to be readjusted and into alignment of what you're wanting and what you deserve in life. Okay. You're always in alignment. Here's a lot of these people. They don't, they don't understand. You're always in alignment, either going one way or this way. If you're in alignment of what you're going after and seeking, then brings you fulfillment and joy, not money. Cause money just comes. Yeah. Money comes and flows in and out of me. I, I'm just going to make, I'm going to do what I've got to do. I'm going to make yep. it. So I made more money in 2020 than I did in every, any year in entrepreneurship. And I did it through my own transformation process and podcasting. Not only just changed my life. Yeah. Podcasting. I viewed in a way of me interviewing people. And it was very therapeutic for me. Oh. I worked my, I worked out my own stuff. <laughs> interviewing people and having conversations because I was forced to level up. That's rad. I forced to level up, bro. And that was a, you ever seen, um, one of the coolest things I've ever seen, um, aircraft carrier, um, and the fighter jets that break through a sound barrier. Oh, dude. Boosh. Well, I asked them a question once and I was sitting on smoke decks back in the day when I smoked cigarettes, but I was (laughs) 19 years old going, yo man, what is it like to break through a sound barrier? How cool is that? And he was like, Dude, it feels like you're gonna the plane's gonna blow up. Oh, jeez. I was like, "What?" I was like, "Are you serious?" And he's like, "Dude, the cockpit shakes. It feels like you're about the the plane's going to blow up." You like I it would use, but then once you get through that resistance, boom, happy day. Well, that's how I view success. So when you break through different layers and those glass ceilings that some people call, when you start breaking through that shit, yeah, you can take a step back and go, "Okay, what did I learn? What did I didn't learn? I learned more from my L's because those L's weren't an L. There's just a pause." Those are, those are exciting because then I'm on the right path. Yep. If I'm coming up short, I'm still making progress. I'm moving that needle, bro. I still got to move it. So when I started doing that, I had a panic attack. Oh. Because it was too much radical, tra- too much trajectory moving up. And I wasn't, I, I still haven't figured out my own, si- I've built systems this, my whole life and my whole career. So I had to build a system for my own growth, internal growth. When I started building a system for my own internal growth, I thought I was dying. I thought I was having a heart attack. Of course, oh, wow. I didn't want to call the paramedics and people here. I mean, it's not even 911. It's called something else. Yeah. I don't know what the number is. I mean, anyways. But, <laughs> I should learn that. <laughs> uh, maybe I should learn that shit. But I just called downstairs at the concierge. They'll hook me up. So um, when I got to a certain point, man, I was like, man, I thought I was having a heart attack. I didn't want to call them because I didn't want to be prevented from me not to see my daughter. So mm-hmm. They're going to tell me I had COVID or some bullshit. You exactly. can't have it. You stub your toe, whatever. But so it's fine. Whatever people believe and whatever people, that's the real thing. So I started breaking through those sound barriers and breaking through those levels. I was forcing myself to eat the dog food and then love it. And then love it, love it more than anything else in this world. I love losses. I love coming up short and I love when I'm getting so much resistance because I know because history is proven, as long as I stay focused and dialed in and holding fast and staying true and then loving taking my punches in the face, like, give me another one. Give me another one. Well, you so we got unpa- to we got, we unpack that a little, Chris. I, right. I want you to unpack that because number one, I absolutely agree. And like right here, like, right, like L is an L is oh, just a up? cause. Um, absolutely mindset correct. But mm-hmm. that's hard to execute. That's hard to do. That's hard to be in that pocket. It's hard to get kicked in the teeth over and over again and be like, give me another one. Yeah. How well, do you deal with it? How do you, what, what's your thought process? I mean, it's got, I know it's still, you still feel them. You know, you're well, not, of course you do. I feel, I feel more today than I ever have. Yeah. Like, because I'm, I'm forcing myself to feel while not masking, mm. you know, and I don't, I don't drink or I don't do any, take any drugs or anything. I don't like to change anything to change my like way of thinking mm. because now that I learned through my thoughts is transform my life. And that's where all these ideas come from. Yes. There's nothing resisting that. So when I'm taking those punches and I'm taking those and all that resistance, I know because I moved that needle. It's kind of like when you're Rocky four, when he punched Ivan Drago and he cut him. Oh my God, he's cut. He's not a machine. Yep. That's right. 
I like you. I I think we grew up in the best time ever era. Like you had Jordan, we had Rocky. What? So so true, bro. You know what I mean? In so Godfather, true. what? Rocky, you, you just watch Rocky. You you get on a treadmill or some shit. I don't get it. I don't care if you eating donuts, watching Rocky. You need something else other than motivation in life. Push ups. Yeah, man. Like, come on, dude. So when he punched Rocky, when when he cut him, when he cut Ivan Drago, he's not a machine. This is real. I'm like, so, so you mean to tell me that I can be vulnerable and yes. that's a strength. I can tell my friends that I'm in, I'm struggling with some battles. Yes. I'm struggling, but I'm learning. I'm growing. The only way out was through, bro. I had to, but not just through and just going through the motions, bro. I had to grow through it in order to do something that you've never done before. You need to hold yourself accountable on who the hell you are. So when you raise your awareness, you're a raise everything around you so when you're like even now like i i had to, i think all sales people are egotistical a little bit no. so when you get to a certain point you need to learn how to manage that ego and putting them to the side he can't read a book so give him a book so when someone else has got a heightened emotional state an emotional charge i don't address that with my energy, there's a boundary there so that's my that was my problem my whole life i felt like i was pouring into everybody else and I wasn't pouring back into me and it wasn't recyclable energy. So that's how I ended up by end of my day being drained. Yep. So when I started growing through this and started learning that I can recycle energy, like how can I stay plugged in your iPhone? Plug it in, right? Put it on a little mm -hmm. charger. If yep. I take it off that charger, eventually it's going to die. Yep. That's me. So if I'm not working on things that bring me fulfillment and satisfaction and joy, at some point I'm going to be, I'm going to be irritated. I'm Dude, feel I feel like I, I'm neglecting my life. Right. I got I got to tell you the story, and I think you'll appreciate it. Um, so I graduated from UC Berkeley and thought I was hot shit. Right. I got a big, big old time. degree. Look at you, look big time, big time. And you know, I, I did well in high school. I had great grades. I did well on the SAT, whatever it is now. I I, I had I, I checked the boxes. So I remember getting into mortgage sales, and my, my I was told, hey, go out and you know, effectively. Um, get business from realtors. Right. Go go meet realtors, and they're going to refer you customers. And this is 2003. And, and so, you know, we had Nokia phones still, internet wasn't what it is today. But so I went out and I met re these realtors and, and I was, and some of these realtors, some realtors are amazing and some are dog crap, honestly. Mm -hmm. And anyone who knows in, in lending knows some realtors are unbelievable. And some are like, why are you even in alive? Like, it's terrible. And I remember going to my dad and being like, dad, I am, these people are idiots. Some of these people that you're asking mm -hmm. me to go talk to. And I don't mean just like, forget education. They're just dumb. I'm just like, these are dumb people. And you're asking me to go bend the knee and try to like convince Kiss these people to work with me. Yeah. And my dad looked at me and he goes, son, I'll never forget this. He goes, that everyone's got to serve somebody. Oh man, that's powerful. So, you know, I, and I, I played volleyball in college and all that stuff. So he's like, so put on the knee pads and serve this. And I was like, oh my God, because it's true. And, and you, you just, the reason you sparked the story in me is because you're talking about the, the, Sometimes we, we don't think our shit stinks anymore. We, if we get success and we're like, oh, dude, we're the man. I've seen mortgage professionals who are driving around Bentleys and Lambos. Oh, dude, I bought one in cash. I bought one in cash and had a yeah. driver and I didn't have a license. I don't even have a license in London. That's why. Because I bought it. I had a driver. What the hell is wrong with me? But go ahead, finish. So I love this. <laughs> I was, no, what the hell is wrong? I became very egotistical and very dude, like pretentious. I watched, I watched I was mortgage dick. I watch mortgage professionals titles change on LinkedIn to like, you know, real estate investor, crypto. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you're a loan officer. Like, look, I, I love you. But like, like your ego, like what you think you are. I'm like, you give people home loans. By the way, it's a noble. It's awesome. I love what my career does. I love what my people do. But like, I, it's this, it's this realization that your ego is, is a barrier. Mm -hmm. at some point and, and you were talking about it and it just triggered me because I'm like seeing these people that hit all this level of success and then they have to pretend their life's perfect they can't talk about the fact that their life's in shambles over here because they got to have this persona of perfection and, and success you and seen a billionaire you ever seen a billionaire raise his voice <laughs> no way unpack that what do you mean what do you mean uh, you, you triggered my brain there have you ever seen a billionaire raise his voice or her voice I, I don't know other than Mark Cuban, like yelling at a bench, you know, <laughs> thing. I'm not talking about that. But in their in their life, they don't raise their voice. What they do is they raise their awareness and they raise their vocabulary. Huh. 
Think of, that's a deep message. Think about that message overall. This is how much work I had to put in. Yeah. To come to the understanding that the the life that I was recreating and creating for myself, dude, this life that I live right here, it's beautiful life. It's great life. This life that I created today was built 10 years ago. Yeah. It's reality now. The life that I'm creating moving forward for my future is not going to look like this. It's not going to look like this. What it's going to look like, I can't wait to visualize. Can't wait to see it all the mm-hmm. way. But I've, I, I know exactly the level of impact that I'm going to make in the communities and the world. There's a lot of things that are happening in Winject Studios right now. People don't understand how massive this is. This isn't just podcasting, bro. I'm no. taking over media. Like th- I'm telling you, the level of impact that I'm going to make with this billion dollar company is going to change the way that content creators. Just distribute their content, deliver their content. Yes. You have content consumers. It's going to change the way that they actually take it in. If you really want to inspire someone, teach them how to do something. Well, I'm going to inspire a content consumer and teach them through podcasting, music, television. And I'm going to give them the education they're going to need because guess what? I've worked with general counsel. I know how to tick all the boxes. I've already sold two programs for... million, but I mean, you know what I mean? So what's the point? So I'm going to apply educational approach to when it comes to media and turning just any other random person out there, turn them into a broadcasting media powerhouse and having their own TV show. Well, it's not going to happen overnight. Of course not. But through through community and everybody helping each other, if you elevate others, you'll elevate yourself. Eventually. Eventually. Dude, I almost want to end the whole thing on that line because that's that's I, I see you live that, Chris. I see you live that. If you elevate others, you elevate yourself. And I think that the world teaches you it's the opposite. Hundred percent. Because all you're doing is you're 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 never gonna be satisfied. It's a seven yeah. second rule for me. Uh dude, I would <laughs> no shit. This no joke. Like this is an Apple watch, okay? Yeah. I bought an Artemar Brigade watch and I learned how to say it just because I bought it, okay? <laughs> I bought that watch, and as I'm walking out the store, it was like a 90K watch. Walking out the store, I saw another one. I'm coming back next week for that one. Nothing's ever good enough. Nothing's ever good enough. But what's recyclable? The impact you leave on others. It makes you feel good. And who doesn't want to feel good? It feels phenomenal. I'll leave it on this. There's a guy downstairs in in the... if he's watching this, there's some of the people in the building watch my stuff, right? But he's um, Sebastian. So he's a great guy. He's from Germany originally, I think. Um, the COVID happened. I started losing tons of weight. Like none of my clothes fit, man. None oh, of them. Dude. I've lost tons of weight. Like, dude, I'm looking like I did in high school, man. I'm like, I, I, I <laughs> I'm go. just like, what? It's like a walk past a mirror. Be like, yes, my man, I'm back. So I'm back. when. <laughs> So when he was downstairs, I had a bike and I was like, yo, I couldn't go to the gym. The gym's right one floor up. Okay. I couldn't go to the gym. So I was like, yo, man. So I started asking questions. What are you into? Technology guy, right? Plays, not Nintendo. What is it called? Xbox? Xbox. Whatever they do. I don't don't judge people what they do for a living. Like whatever they do on their home, their own hobbies. Whatever. Live your life. That brings you satisfaction and joy. He likes crypto though. Yeah. Right before crypto, I don't know anything about crypto other than my finance team obviously invested into it. And then it's done really well for myself. And that's just part of it. I don't know what I'm doing over there. I don't know anything when it comes to it, right? If I don't know something, I'll tell you I don't know. So yeah. I, I know people that have around me to make that happen. I start asking questions. Hey, man, if I gave you a Bitcoin, if I gave you a Bitcoin, it was like around like 3K at that time. Mm. I'll give you a Bitcoin if you get me a bike in my flat. In my, you know, I got three other bedrooms, right? So yeah. put it. So you give me a, you give me one of those bikes from there and move it downstairs. I'll give you Bitcoin. He's like, no, you don't need to do that. I can't believe this. I, you don't need to do that. Transfer the Bitcoin to him. Yep. Six fast forward six months, it's over fifty k. Yeah, it's huge. Every time I, dude, I'm telling you, if I ever want anything, all I do is just send a message. And what the point is, if you're willing to give and give to others on what they want. They seem they want, but if you actually understand what they need, I could have bought them a video game. That's true elevation. Bro, that's a that's a that's a universal message, man. That's it. 
That's the game. I love it, man. It's so much fun when you when you do it. And also, would you do it? Not the people that you see on the internet right now. They'll give to charity and they take a picture of it and post a shit. Like, do it without you going and without actually getting any satisfaction or getting any type of rewards for it. I'm I'm sorry that I speak frank, you know, and I, and I so from good. my heart, man. But some of these people really deserve like to stub their toe like really hard, you know. Um, that's <laughs> like the you ever stubbed your toe so hard, man? You feel like it fell off. Like, well, the, that, wor- that's the worst part of stubbing your toe is you 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 know it's coming and you get that like four or five seconds where it doesn't hurt yet. And you're just like, yeah. oh, it's coming. Oh, son of a gun. I mean, you know, also, I think that's conditioning in your mind that it's going to hurt. So eventually, you probably end up feeling the same thing you felt when you stubbed your toe before. That's a, that's a mind screw right there. Dude. Well, look, guys, <laughs> for everyone hanging out, we, we're hitting the end of the podcast. But here's the deal. I'm throwing this up at the bottom of the screen. Um, but Chris is a guy worth connecting with. Chris is a guy worth having in your sphere. Chris is a guy worth um, letting his voice and influence just surround you as he's living his life. He's full of positivity. He's full of the truth. He's full of authenticity. There's a text community right down there, 843-396-2104. And then um, Winject community that you're building, Chris, is insane. Um, you know, this is a stories about your life, but when we get into another chance to wrap, um, you got to share about what you're creating there and how it's going to impact oh, the, the creator it's, community. Yeah, it's I appreciate un- the kind words. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate the kind words. And there's some of the members of uh, Russ Johns, one of the one of the best people I've I've met when it comes to media. Okay, <clears throat> when it comes to media, and I'm not just saying by as an individual, he's a community leader of Winject Studios, and this guy's got 35 years of experience in the like media space and producing videos. He's got what 500 episodes of the Pirate Broadcast, bro. 500 no, I, episodes. I, I, he just I, dropped. I, I was I, I saw his stuff after connecting what? with you, and it's insane. It's insane. it's insane. You got Nina Perez. I swear she's like the Puerto Rican Oprah going to be like she is dump. She pours into individual un- unapologetically into them, even if they don't want to hear it. She still doesn't give it to them raw. We have a saying when she came onto the show. Not today. Not today. Not today, not Satan. Today. Right. Not today. That's one thing that you're not going to do today is give me some. Motion. So that's these are people that I get to meet and work with and help them and provide them the resources available. <laughs> that I have to get them to win. And when you start seeing people transform in front of you, like, it, yeah, I might be the founder and CEO at some point, but eventually in about a year, no one's going to know who's actually the CEO. They'll be mm-hmm. like, I don't know. There's a team of like massive individuals here. I don't know who's <laughs> the boss. That's, that's growth. Bro, so much fun. Well, th- thank you for coming on and sharing your story. Thank you sure, for being man. raw and authentic. I know that's just your MO, but man, I really appreciate it. And uh, for you listeners out there, Text, join the text community, jump into Winject, figure out what's going on. And for all you other modern London podcasters, we will see you guys in the next episode next week. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace.